welcome to the Dishing Up Digital Podcast. I'm your host, Alan, a former nine-to-five escapee turned six-figure business owner. This is your place to learn everything there is to know about building your dream life and career as a social media manager. Whether you're just starting out and feeling lost and confused, or you want to take your current business to the next level and double your income, this is the podcast for you. Social media is such a powerful platform and it's enabled me to book out my services and smash the six-figure milestone with only 3,000 Instagram followers. So grab a cup of tea, coffee, a glass of rosé with me and let's turn those dreams into a reality. This year, the use of the term UGC has skyrocketed in the marketing world. And if you haven't heard of it before, UGC stands for User Generated Content. And typically, this is referred to brand-specific content made for social media by customers. Uh, An example of this is I bought a handbag this year. We all know regular listeners of the podcast. For those who follow me on Instagram, I do love my handbags. And I bought one from my favorite brand, Strathbury, this year, and I posted a little unboxing on YouTube Shorts. This isn't a a sponsorship. This post wasn't a kind of influency sponsored by Strathbury. I wish I could be sponsored by a handbag brand. Wouldn't that be nice? I was just a customer sharing an item that I bought. And brands have known about the power of this kind of marketing for a while. It almost feels like a modern day referral system. You know how you, you know, you tell friends you really like this product or this thing and that they should go buy it too. Now we kind of do that on social media, whether you're a large influencer or not, that has been the understanding of user generated content in the past. But this year, we have seen the rise of something a little different, something called the UGC creator. And a UGC creator is someone that has been hired by a brand specifically to make content for their social pages. And the content they are creating looks like it could come from a customer. So you might see a video pops up in an ad and someone's like, I've been using this skincare and it's given me amazing results and X, Y, and Z. And I love this. This one's my favorite product. And it's a it's a review. It's a testimonial. But what you may not realize is they're actually a marketing professional who has been paid to do that, who has created the script Even though it's being filmed on a phone, it looks very casual and candid and it feels like a genuine customer. And that's not to say all brands are doing this. There are definitely some brands out there who are still genuinely using customer videos. Um, Some of my clients are doing that as well. But the idea with a UGC creator is someone who is getting paid to make that content. And that content is then part of the marketing material and the overall marketing strategy for that company. The big difference here is a UGC creator isn't a photographer. They're not a professional videographer. They are someone who is primarily shooting on their phone. The videos are still good quality. They're still engaging. There's still some effort and strategy behind it. But on a whole, the videos don't look like something that you would see on TV in a commercial or in a big magazine ad. There is a different feeling. And that I think is why. It's worked so well for brands. It really integrates with social media platforms. It makes the content and the advertising material feel really authentic and native to, say, Instagram or TikTok. Now, although the term UGC creator is kind of new and it's really taken off in the last year, 
It's actually not an entirely new concept. And it's really how I started my business back before I was offering social media management. I was offering content packages to clients. And that was really where my business took off because I identified there was this gap in the market where professional photographers were number one, really expensive. But number two, not always, they didn't always provide the content that performed well on socials because it was almost like too polished and too professional. And I fitted into this really nice gap where I was formerly a blogger. I was also a journalist, so I knew how to tell stories and captivate an audience. And I started offering my content services to brands to be like, hey, let me make you some Instagram specific videos and photos. Now, those that are familiar with my my story will know part of this was just me being a little bit too intimidated to perhaps try out actually managing someone's social pages. This was kind of like an easy out to just make really cool content for them and then just disappear. Um, but it's it was the foundations to me building up to managing social pages. So in a way, I do like to think of myself as one of like the original UGC creators who were in that wave before it actually had a, a label or a name tag. But there is a bit of an overlap between what a UGC creator does and what a social media manager can do. And for me, I feel like I've really stepped away from doing a lot of UGC content or creation. I have the odd client that I'll work with uh, once a month or every couple of months. But I sort of made the decision to pivot towards social media management a few years ago. And I thought it would be interesting on today's podcast to explore these two kind of freelance roles, these potential business ideas, compare the two, have a look at the pros and cons of both UGC creation and also social media management. To kick things off, I'm going to start with UGC because I feel like it's a hot new buzz topic. And we're going to we're going to start on a positive note with some of the pros of this industry or this potential business for you because I think there are a lot. And it's really cool to see so many people being introduced to this idea of UGC creation and how it can actually generate an incredible new revenue stream for them, whether they have already started their business, whether they are working in a corporate job and they're wanting a side hustle. I think it's a great option. And that's really my first pro to UGC is I think it has increased in popularity a lot. Therefore, I think there's more opportunity here. I think there are a lot of brands who understand the power of UGC and are willing to pay for that. And that makes your battle so much easier when you go and you pitch yourself to a client and they already understand what you offer and they already understand the value. And this is something that I've seen change a lot in my time working, running my own business is how back in maybe like 2019, that you know, I would I would meet people who'd never worked with a social media manager, who'd never hired someone to help with their content, or maybe they didn't even have an Instagram page yet. So it's nice to be able to capitalize on a service on an industry that is in demand and popular. But I would have to say the biggest pro, the one at the top of my list here, if you want to become a UGC creator. I think the coolest thing about it is you don't have to be an influencer. For so long, I know many of us have looked at influencers and been like, wow, what a cool job. They just get to make content and post reels and TikToks and YouTube videos and call that a job. Like, how cool is that? But 
a lot of us have the issue of, of you know, we don't have hundreds of thousands of followers. <laughs> no brand wants to sponsor someone with a hundred Instagram followers. So it, it's been a, a great barrier to, to entry in terms of that profession, that field of influencer work. Whereas UGC, that barrier to entry has been taken away. You can get started making UGC content with no social media presence, to be honest. Like you could go pitch to a brand and be like, here are my my videos, here are my photos. Uh, this is the kind of content I make. Would you like some? And they could be like, yeah, that looks great. Because the content you are creating is not getting posted on your Instagram. It is getting posted on the brand's Instagram page. They're using it in their Facebook ads, on their TikTok, on their Instagram. So your follower count has no sort of impact really on why they want to hire you. Maybe it could be a bonus like for those UGC creators that have built up a really good following. You know, that's kind of like a a bonus for the brand that they get really cool content, but they also get a little bit of exposure. But on a whole, you don't need that pressure of being an influencer to be able to get work in this industry. You also don't have the pressure of growing your Instagram to a certain number of followers before you can monetize, right? Like that's the most frustrating thing I think about the influencer industry is like you have to work for a long time unpaid putting out content for free, making zero money, probably spending money, right? Because you're spending money on what, whatever you need to make the videos, whatever the content that's in there. And you're operating at a loss for a very long time. Whereas in contrast, UGC, you can get started, you can start making money straight away. The style of this content really benefits both you as the creator and the brand. You being this super creative individual that can just let that creativity flow with no boundaries on you have to have 5,000 followers before you can sign an agency or sign, you know, on to get exposed to brand campaigns, blah, blah, blah. But also I think there's this great relationship where the brand really benefits because sometimes it's cheaper to hire a UGC creator to make a bunch of content and then a brand can actually get away with not hiring a social media manager at times. Like maybe they manage their socials themselves and instead of having a social media manager who charges a huge amount for the content creation, for the strategy, for the posting, for the community engagement, you could hire a UGC creator every few months, every quarter and get a bunch of videos to sustain you, to sustain your content uh, for the next few months. And this is what I've done with a client recently. Uh, I did a package of 12 photos and 12 videos and they're set for the next few months. They're like, cool, we'll get in touch when we run out of content. And it was really nice for me as the creative to just make cool content, but it also benefits them. And one of the reasons why I think I'll always dabble a little bit in the UGC world and in the content creation uh, services for clients is I do enjoy that it's less pressure. I feel like UGC is less results driven and there's less pressure to perform. A social media manager has this constant kind of lurking dark cloud that is metrics, that is the follower count and likes. And as much as I say likes don't matter and it's all about, you know, tracking other metrics, it's not the only thing you can track on Instagram. I think there is a lot of pressure on a social media manager to grow. Most of the time we are hired to grow an Instagram account. And I've talked about this a lot before, so I won't go into detail. But I think there is power in finding a, a client who understands you and gets that it's about building a community. It's about 
uh, generating a connection with your audience, not just about the sales. And you know, that, that, that when you find a client who is on board with that, it's amazing. And there's certain things you can do to manage expectations around results, but it's kind of an easy out to just be the UGC creator who's like, hey, here's your content. See you in a couple of months. And there's no, you know, you're not in in the weeds with everyone else posting and tracking engagement on your videos. However, that being said, I do think if you are a UGC creator and you deliver a bunch of content, a brand posts it and it doesn't perform well, they're probably not going to come back and hire you. And I have experienced this with one of my clients who's worked with a large variety of UGC creators and they continue to work with me because my videos get conversions on their ads and not all of the other UGC creators they've worked with, not all of their videos do convert. So Although it is a pro, there's a little bit of like an asterisk there and a subsection on you still want to make good videos in order to get returning clients. Another pro I have here on my list for being a UGC creator is I do think it's very easy to scale up and down. And to be honest, this is probably a pro that sits on both UGC and social media management. The fact that you can be like, hey, I'm going to go hard this month and I want to make $10,000 and you can just go for it. It's amazing. And then like for me, when I took a holiday this year and I went to the Kruger Park and I was like, I don't want to do any work at all for two weeks. I don't even want to check my emails. That was awesome because I could set myself my or set my business up to do that and to, to support that idea. And I guess this really is a pro for any kind of freelancing gig, right? Any kind of work for yourself, freelance uh, job where you have control over the hours that you work. Now, things aren't all sunshine and roses with UGC. And this is probably one of the main reasons I wanted to record today's episode is because so many people talk about the pros and no one talks about the cons. And that's what we're going to dive into next. And boy, do I have a list because <laughs> as much as I love UGC, Everything, everything has a downside, right? And again, not not enough people are talking about this. So I wanted to unpack this alongside what we'll get into next, which is the pros and cons of social media, uh, social media management, so that you guys can make a really informed decision into what you're getting yourself into. Because the cons that I'm about to list, they may not even bother you, right? You may listen to this and you're like, yeah, I can, I can handle that. For me, you know, personally, the pros might outweigh the cons or, or certainly they do for me with social media management. I know there's cons in my jobs, but I also love the pros and those matter more than me. But the idea with this episode is to make sure you're getting into a job or a new business with open eyes and a really strong understanding of what's to come so you can be prepared and you're not blindsided <laughs> jumping into something and then being like, whoa, 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 nobody talked about this on TikTok. And then completely backtracking or giving up on your business. So that is the vision for today's episode. And the first con I have here on my list kind of links into what we were just discussing around uh, scaling up and down your business. And it's kind of the reason why I stopped offering UGC because it used to be the large majority of my business. And now I do it on a case-by-case -case basis. It has to be a client that I really like and I'll only work on like a max of one a month. And the reason for that is because I want to be a digital nomad. I want to be able to pick up my laptop and go work anywhere in the world. And 
again, this worked really well for me in my first couple of years of business doing the UGC content because COVID, I wasn't traveling anywhere. Like I was stuck in New Zealand. Our borders were closed. Your girl was flying nowhere. Digital nomad life put on pause. And that was when I think I got really comfortable doing the UGC content. I built up a really good reputation. I had really good referrals here in New Zealand. But as soon as you want to be traveling frequently, it becomes very difficult to receive packages from clients. It becomes a lot more stressful to be like, okay, I have four clients that I'm doing videos for video packages and I go away in 10 days and something's stuck in the post and it's not here. And you can still take stuff with you while you travel. I still do little UGC videos for one of my clients when I travel, which is really fun because then I have a different backdrop. I have a different environment to film in and it's fantastic and it's inspiring. But they're a longstanding client who has a core product range that stays the same versus I had a lot of clients who would be sending me new products every month. And if you are hopping around the world, it is very difficult to get those products sent to you. So it's not to say you can't be a digital nomad at all if you're a UGC creator. It just involves a little bit more organization and a little bit more, in my opinion, stress. And that was why I stepped into just doing the social media management. I also found it quite creatively creatively burning out. Is that a thing? I was creatively burnt out. That sounds better. (laughs) From doing video content so much. Every month I had like five different brands that I was making content for. And it got to the point where I was like, I would love to just sit down and schedule Instagram posts (laughs) and reply to comments like, man, this is exhausting. So again, there was an element of the sustainability. Is UGC a sustainable business model? And I think it is if you're charging the right amount. Like if you are charging $2,000 to do 10 videos, then that means you probably only need to book two or three clients. And again, this is the same with social media management. The moment you undercharge, things aren't sustainable. But I think I experienced for myself, even if I was charging good prices, even now, like the most recent UGC kind of package I did for someone, I haven't done one in, you know, over a year for, for a new client at least. And I accepted this new client because they were actually a previous client who shifted businesses. They'd gone in and, and started a new business. So I knew them. I was familiar with them. I liked working with them. So I was like, yeah, sure, let's do it. And I loved it. And it, it made me definitely be like, okay, I'm going to make some more space for clients to do content creation for. But at the same time, I knew I can only do one a month because I have one existing client I do the content creation for and then just one new kind of content package a month because It is so exhausting. It is really tiring for me. And again, I think everybody is different and it's about finding something that works for you personally. And maybe for some of you listening, it wouldn't be creatively draining to do an entire year of doing five different clients every single month making videos for them, each to their own. The other key con that I really wanted to point out here is UGC still requires a lot of skills. And I'm going to be super blunt and say that not everybody has the skills to be a UGC creator. I see a lot of people getting started on TikTok and they're like, oh, look what I can do. And oh my gosh, look at this video I made. And I'm like, bro, that is terrible. Like you've filmed that inside at night with your yellow artificial like ceiling lights on and your camera is dirty. You need to clean your lens. The alignment is off. 
your text is unreadable, <laughs> like all of these things. And this is where I think people sell the dream of UGC content. Anybody can do it. It's so easy. And I'm just going to be that blunt person who's like, actually not everyone can do it. Like I know, like if, if I went to my boyfriend today and it was like, can you make an Instagram video of this skincare or of these supplements? Like, he's going to be like, what, how, how do I, how do I do this? Like, what do I film? And I think some people just, you know, they, they've never either a never done it before, or it's just not their realm of expertise. And I don't think everybody is cut out to be making content. Not everybody has those, that, that creative eye. And this is where I think there is somewhat of a barrier to entry kind of level here or there is a harder entry level as a UGC creator when compared to social media management. I did just say it's different to influencing. You don't have to grow that huge audience. So it, it has a lower barrier there, but you still need to learn the skills. You need to learn how to edit. You need to learn how to script, tell a really good story. You need to learn how to then edit your audio. <laughs> There's so many different things when it comes to creating content and it's time consuming to learn those skills. I think overall people are selling UGC as too easy. Whereas I think there's actually a lot of other components around client relationships, pitching, managing contracts. I also think there's less scalability here with UGC. Like most of the time, unless you built out like an agency of other creators, most of the time it's going to come down to you. And for me, again, that was me expanding my business when I got to, you know, 2022 and I wanted to play bigger. For me, it was much easier to bring, a, bring in a contractor to help me with engagement, to help me with scheduling posts, to help me with more admin versus trying to find someone local who could also work with me and film content. Like that was a lot harder. Not to say again, that it's, it's impossible. I do know there's people who have UGC agencies, but I think a lot of people don't talk about the scalability and the next steps from being a UGC creator. And I think this is also why you see a lot of UGC creators very quickly pivot into coaching, selling courses and selling digital products because they realize there is only so much time in the day. There are only so many videos they can film a month and it's a great place to start, but you have to think about what is the future from there. Now I'm going to move on to the pros and cons of social media management, but there's obviously going to be some overlap here and we're going to kind of pivot backward and forth and compare between the two, which we've kind of already started doing. <laughs> but to get into the pros of social media management, I won't spend too much time on this because if you listen to the podcast regularly, you'll hear me talk about the pros of social media management all the time. But for me, again, really it was the work from anywhere. That was the key thing, like we just mentioned around being a digital nomad. Social media management to me has that ultimate flexibility. I also think there's a little bit more consistency with being a social media manager in terms of booking longer term contracts. I know it's not impossible for a UGC creator to get signed to maybe like a six month monthly content delivery package with a client, but I, I don't think it's as common as being a social media manager to get hired on a six month monthly contract. People are more willing to make that consistent investment into a social media manager because they need it, right? You can't just like pause or drag out a social media content, uh, oh, sorry, a social media management contract versus with UGC. If someone delivered you 12 videos, you could be like, okay, actually I'm going to post one of their videos a week and then I'm going to do one of my own videos and then one graphic or still photo. And then suddenly the package that you delivered for them for that month 
they're actually going to spread that out over three months. And again, that was something that I experienced when I did my content packages in 2019 and 2020 was a little bit of inconsistency. And perhaps that was a little bit of my fault as a newbie business owner, as a newbie freelancer. I wasn't pushing my contracts or my longer term contracts enough, but I had a lot of people who would even just say to me like, oh yeah, we're going to do this every month. And then it would change to every three months. And I craved the consistency that social media management provided me instead. Another pro here is I think it's quite easy to niche down or focus on a part of social media management that you're good at. I think a lot of people can get overwhelmed and think social media management is so many different things. But in reality, you have the, the option to choose what you want to offer. So for example, I have students in my program, the Dishing Up Digital School, that actually don't want to do any content creation at all. And they just do the management, like they do the community engagement, they do the strategy, they do the scheduling and the posting. I also have students who don't want to do the scheduling and posting. So what they do is just the coaching services. So they're creating the strategy, they're walking their client through it, they are the tech support, they are the person sending them weekly content prompts. And I really like with social media management, you can really make it your own and lean into your strengths and create a business that supports the work that you like doing. And this is really where the two industries cross over because you could be a social media manager that also provides UGC content. So you could suddenly have a client paying you $5,000 a month because you make videos and you also offer the social media management. I also like with social media management, you can really niche down on platform. So if you don't like TikTok, you don't have to offer any TikTok services. And as a UGC creator, I think there is a little bit of pressure to be across all platforms and be across all trends and up with the latest news. Not to say a social media manager doesn't do that, but I feel like there's a little bit of choice there and being like, actually, I am an Instagram specialist or I am a Pinterest specialist. Now, one of my other favorite things about being a social media manager is I don't have to be camera ready every day. At the time of recording this, I'm in my sweatpants. I haven't washed my hair. It's very oily. I went for a swim yesterday, so it's also really ratty and knotted. I don't have any makeup on, and I only probably put on makeup once or twice a week when I have meetings or I'm teaching a class or I'm shooting content for my own socials. And when I was making content for 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 my clients and for my brands and that was a huge part of my business I felt like I had to be camera ready every day and again this is such a small thing and it's going to depend on what you love to do and how you want to live your life again for some of us we might might like getting up every morning and getting dressed and putting makeup on you know that fills our cup and that's okay but again it's about what works for you personally and for me I, I don't want to pressure about having my nails perfect every day because I'm going to be filming something with my hands and unboxing something. I don't like to have to put on makeup every day because I'm constantly filming content for clients. And that is where social media management is just perfect for me. The last thing I have on my list of pros is when you're a social media manager, you can really feel part of the team. You'll get invited to those wider meetings. You get to help with launches. You get to know about new products coming in. And you really feel part of the team, part of the business, even though you're a freelancer, you're a contractor. Whereas a UGC creator, I think there's a little bit of dis disconnect. For example, the clients that I work with, if they hire a UGC creator, like I don't get on a Zoom call with them. Like they're not there on the team meetings. They're not invited to those. And they also probably don't have as much 
contact as I do with the client, the way the amount of times that I'm emailing them, sending them ideas, or we're just sort of connecting on what's coming up. And I like that connection. I like being part of the business. I like having a voice in the business. And especially for someone who's a little bit further down the track in her marketing career, I really have a lot to say as well. And I don't want to be just restricted to making reels for someone. I want to help with their wider marketing strategy as well. And I feel like you're in the position to do that as a social media manager. However, we can't talk about the pros without talking about the cons. And for me, that really comes down to, what would I say is like the most the biggest con on this list that I have. Let me scroll down. Oh no, I have to scroll. My list is so long. <laughs> I I mean, we did already mention the pressure to get results. And I think that is a big thing that burns out or puts people off social media management and also feeling like they're not good enough to get those results. And again, these are all things that I unpack in the Dishing Up Digital School. We address those limiting beliefs and we also talk about how to get those results for clients. But I also think there's always going to be a lot on your plate as a social media manager compared to a UGC creator. Like you've got to be thinking about strategy. Maybe you don't actually want to be invited to those wider team meetings. Maybe you don't want to be helping with the wider marketing. Again, it's all about that personal preference. But there is going to be a lot on your plate as a social media manager. There's more things to consider. You've got to really think about the strategy versus a UGC creator. Again, there's elements of strategy there, but it's not as much or it's not on the same level as a social media manager. I also think, and I still don't understand how this has happened in the industry. I was talking to like a a web designer about this the other day, but I think there is this large portion of people and business owners who think social media managers should be cheap. And again, not everyone's like this. I am someone who does not work with people who only have a budget of $500 a month. You know, it is a minimum of $1,500 and upwards. But I do think there is a an expectation here and people are less willing to pay a high amount for a social media manager in some cases. And again, it's not impossible to book those higher ticket clients. I do have a podcast episode called How I Work and Book um, High Ticket Clients. So definitely scroll back and have a listen to that one. But I do think you have to put in the work. It's a little bit harder. Whereas I just feel like with UGC creation, it's the same with photography, videography, UGC content, web design, because people on a whole really see the value. Like it's this tangible thing. Like you get a website. That is when people are like, cool. Yeah, I will spend $5,000, $10,000 on a website. Whereas like social media management, so much of it isn't seen. So much of it is the community relationship and the engagement and things that aren't necessarily measurable. Like, I mean, engagement is measurable, obviously, but the connection you have with a customer through the consistent content and conversations that you have with them, that is not measurable. And prime example of this, I had somebody um, stop me on the street the other day, which guys, this has never happened before, like never happened. (laughs) And I had uh, a lovely person stop me and say that they love listening to my podcast. And I was like real embarrassed and like, oh my God, this is so cool. And they also sent me a follow-up DM afterwards. And in that DM, they were kind of explained, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry I rushed off. Like I got a little bit starstruck. And I don't, you know, I don't think you quite understand, or I didn't quite communicate how much your podcast means to me. And I've really been through a lot and it's been super, super helpful. And it, it really, I really love it. And this is someone that I'd never had a conversation with before, right? 
they had never they they never told me that before. It wasn't someone who DM'd me every single week and was like, "I love that episode. This was my biggest takeaway," you know. And that again is something that happens on Instagram. People can be watching and learning and loving your content and you can have no idea. You have no idea the impact that you're having. So in that sense, it's difficult to sell the value of social media management sometimes when it is not a tangible, measurable thing like getting a video, like getting a website. And I think maybe that's why there's there's this kind of trend that's developed in the industry where social media managers sometimes feel like the lowest paid person on the list. But I do think there is the ability to push back on this. There is the ability to find those tickets, uh, sorry, those tickets, those higher ticket clients that will pay you for the work that you're doing and the the greater value that isn't always measurable. Um, But sometimes, especially for new social media managers, it is harder to find those clients. So something to consider. My last con that I have here is as a social media manager, sometimes you have to work within the confines of what a client is giving you. So as a UGC creator, you get given a product and you can go wild and you can just film awesome content and you know make something with a trending audio and it's awesome. Whereas a social media manager, they're trying to make good content and sometimes you will find yourself in the boat with a client who is not on board. Like not mentally, spiritually on board with you. Like maybe they're there hanging out on the boat, but they're not providing content. They're not contributing. And you can't make content out of thin air as a social media manager, right? You can't just hit 12 posts a month because that's what's in your contract if your client isn't giving you any anything to post, right? So it is one of the things with social media management that again, I see a lot of newbies fall into the trap of getting bad clients can kind of break things for you and they can make it a really bad experience and they can make it really frustrating. So those are all my pros and cons. And in conclusion, (laughs) I have a lot of pros and cons. Uh, This has been a longer episode than I expected. So thank you for those of you who have made it all the way to the end. But in conclusion, I really think both of these careers, these businesses are fantastic. I think they have great opportunities. I think there's a lot of pros. And as long as you're going in there with your eyes open and you're choosing something that works for you personally and aligns with your lifestyle and you're not just choosing it because some girl on TikTok said that she made $10,000 a month doing X, Y, and Z, I think that's what's important at the end of the day. And obviously I'm totally biased because the majority of what I do and what I have done over the last four four years of my career has been social media management with a little bit of UGC sprinkled in there. And obviously when I was getting started. So for me, I'm totally biased and I think social media management is the better option, but I hope this episode has been interesting for some of you who maybe were on the fence and that this has helped you maybe find a different perspective. If maybe you are a social media manager or you are a UGC creator and you're like, my career is the best. I would love to hear your thoughts over on Instagram. Feel free to send me a DM. Otherwise, as usual, make sure you rate, review the podcast. Make sure you're subscribed for our next episode coming at you Monday. I'll see you then.